We are here at the Performance Center in beautiful Alhambra, California. It is Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast, the second episode of the new season. There's Vince LaRosa, Vince the Rose. I am Max Pretos. We were like a faux Scottish accent. Well, because of Robert Burns. My love is like a red, red rose. Okay. You ever heard that? Yes, I have, but I just, you surprised me. Okay. It's a fine poem, fine Definitely literature. Have brilliant Scottish weather today. Yeah. Jeez. And uh, yeah, we. It is 100 it, degrees. Look, we're getting a little bit of a warm spell here. It was a, it was a lovely afternoon at a Bank of California Stadium for a 12:30 kickoff, and we'll talk about that. Before I get into that, we do encourage you to uh, rate and review this pod, share it with a friend, tell someone about it. Uh, we have been thrilled by the uh, all the comments that have been made, all the people at the stadium saying that they love it. We love doing it, and we're trying to make it the best pod as possible for you. So just do everything I said. Definitely share it with a friend. Uh, but uh, this, again, you, I'm sure you went around the stadium and people were like... I did. I took pictures with people. Yeah. It was kind of odd. I mean, I love it. I love everyone that wants to ask for a picture. I just have to make sure that first they, they know it's me. And I go, you want a picture with, with me? Yeah. And then ask them a second time, are you sure? It's like, I, I just have to make sure maybe three times. You're sure, you're sure. And then we'll do it. But I'm happy to take pictures. I just... It's just me, man. I had one uh, selfie taken, which I was told to post it on the LAFC Luckies or post it on LAFC Luckies so they can get it. So I still owe you that photo. Oh, um, you got to get on that. You just got to take photos. It's just taking photos for the sake of taking photos. But we'll talk about the game. I do want to tell you we're going to be joined by Ilya Sanchez as we talk about a better pod for 2022. It's going to include better access, and we will have conversations with hopefully everyone in that LAFC locker room. Uh, yeah, we might even double back at some point. Yeah, and Ilya Sanchez, we'll talk about him. Uh, he was statistically the number one in the league in a variety of top categories. That was the game he had. Hence, he made MLS Team of the Week. Carlos Vela did as well. He made uh, MV, uh, Player of the Week as well. A great start. We just didn't know. There were so many unknowns. We talked about it last week. Steve Trundlo coaching his first game. Eight new players. What was it going to look like? It looked it looked good. There's still a lot to get to. There's still a lot of work to be done, and the club will be the first to tell you that. But three points with the Carlos Vela revival, much more than anyone could have really hoped for. Four new starters. So you had Max Cropo, Franco Escobar, Ili the aforementioned Ilya Sanchez, and Kellen Acosta, which talk about quality for those four that you got to bring in. It was a little slow to start, and we I think we all felt that even at the end, Despite the master class from Carlos Vela, it was a team that was maybe in second or third gear, which, which is fine. One game in the season. But what I keep telling everyone is if that is your starting point. So if you're in second or third gear and that's the way you're playing, sure, Colorado had the heartbreak of the CONCACAF Champions League coming in. They haven't really done much in the transfer market besides Max, more Maxes. Uh, and he looked pretty good. But Max is a universal starting, name. Max is a universal name. If that is your starting point, I mean, the ceiling is very high for this team. I would say we, we, we temper things a little bit because the Rapids, like many of the teams that were involved in the CONCACAF Champions League, just didn't look ready for opening week for whatever reason that is. Four teams that played, all lost, none of them scored. You have to take that into play that this was a Rapids team, maybe running a little bit on fumes. A little leggy. Yeah, uh, they'll get a much better test against the Timbers, you would imagine, at home Sunday night. And we'll preview that game a little bit ahead. Uh, before we get into the game, I did. I would be remiss if I didn't mention just being back in the stadium, what it felt like after two very difficult years um, altered by the pandemic, and to see a full TIFO, a beautiful tribute to Vicente Fernandez with the words Volver, one of his songs, 
and th- that music resonating. It was it was a moment you want to hang on to for as long as possible. Everything you did, it was an early kickoff. But we'd like to have evening games. But for as an early kickoff, temperature was right. Yep. Track was quick, and the people were engaged. That's that's the big thing. The temperature was right, right? Yeah. And then that allowed everyone to have a great time. That tifo, I saw some people get really emotional. It really meant a lot to them. Uh, that's what's great about the tifos that that the thirty two fifty two always well thought together. Out. Yes, it's the thought. It's not just the, the cool thing. Although we have had some, let's, I don't want to say Mandalorian's flavor of the month, but it was the hot thing at the time, right? And that was a cool TIFO for Miami. But there's a lot where they really reach in and just kind of pull from, pull from the emotion, you know, pull from the heart of, of, the, of the 3252 of Los Angeles. And I think this one especially, super emotional, obviously, with Vicente Fernandez passing away recently. Um, it, it was incredible watching them. The team showed out, and I want to go back to your point about Colorado being a, a little bit leggy. The one thing we said before this was, but at least they'll have those two games ahead of them, so they might be a little bit sharper. And through the first 20 minutes, Colorado did look to be the sharper team, but still I did not feel troubled. Like Maxime Capro did not have much to do. And then when LFC finally figured out, and for me what it was was initially, I think Colorado had some joy getting at our midfield because our front three were finding their feet in pressing. You know, you had Mahal in there who – we didn't think was going to start. We thought it was going to be Chicho, but he had a little bit of a knock. Uh, I think they had to find their feet to press properly to allow the midfield of Ilya, Acosta, and Sifu to, to really get after them. But once they did, Colorado missed their window. That 20 minutes was their window to maybe punish us and, and knock a, f- a new team on their heels. Never took it, and instead Carlos Vela took, took over. I, I, I want to lead up to Vela, but you mentioned the midfield, and that was so impressive. We're going to talk to Ilya here, who had a statistically a spectacular game. Uh, playing that Edward Artuesta role. Kellen Acosta, who we've talked about, can use both feet equally as well, playing almost exclusively on the left side, which is a huge luxury to have. And he was very active, maybe a, a tinge b- behind what Ilya's output was. Mm-hmm. And then Sifu, who is, you have to imagine, is going to learn so much playing with him. And we want to include Pancho Ginella and Latif Blessing, who did come on as a sub in that midfield group, which is going to see some rotation at some point. Although that starting trio got to be very excited going to the next game. Sifu also getting some plaudits because of his two assists. Love the first assist in particular, which was just getting something out at pace mm-hmm. and finding Carlos Vela, who was able to fend off Lalas Abubakar. But you look everywhere, upgrades in a lot of positions, but that mid- midfield collectively, hard not to get really, really excited. Yeah, you have to be dynamic. And I don't think I'm talking out of turn by sharing a little of something because we've gotten a chance to be at a couple more trainings this season. Uh, one thing that I took away from one training was Steve was doing a drill with them, and he was like, why can't we play the ball quickly? Why can't we play it here? Because that's where the space is. I feel like that went straight to Sifu's head for that, for that assist because once he won it, and by the way, he tracked back pretty far to first dispossess that guy and then immediately turn around, played into the space. When you got a guy like Carlos Vela that's going to be on the end of it, played in the sp- space, played into the dangerous areas. Uh, Carlos manages to stay just onside, just onside, uh, but holding off a, a Bubakar. But this is... This is the, the LAFC team. This is a little bit of Steve's principles of being dynamic. I know people make fun of the word verticality because Greg Berhalter gets, Verticality! Yeah, gets clowned a little bit for it. But that's what it is. This, is. this is the modern game. They were both patient in their possession. But when it was there, when the space was there, as Steve has told them in training, they took it. Jose Cifuentes is a guy that is going to benefit from this because it, the midfield was uh, such a, a rotating uh, squad in 2021 where you know we saw guys coming off from las vegas lights getting games saw guys in cheeky at the end playing 
out of position, although he played it very well. Very it was well. never set. There's a, uh, there is a certain firmness about this midfield that's very exciting. Knock on wood, hopefully they can log some games here together. Uh, they do take a break for the international window uh, at the end of March, so Kellen Acosta will be part of the national team for the United States. There an important part. An important part. So that's very exciting, too. We, I know we've touched on it a little bit, but the, the international contingent with the two Canadians, the American, the two Ecuadorians, a Uruguayan, all could feature in here at the end of March. Let's, uh, I'll, I'll plug it in together defensively because of the other two new starters. Franco Escobar, everyone raved about, did not put a foot out of place. Is just a, a professional right back at every words. We'd like to see him get up and see get those crosses. Uh, that should be able to come uh, to finally put that final perfect nail into uh, his game. And then Maxime Crepeau, who you mentioned, didn't have to make a save, but man, did he make an impression in a lot of other ways, playing the ball out of the back. To me, one of the highlights of the game, catching the, the uh, corner kick, Lalas Abubakar, who's a big dude, bounced right off of him and fell to the ground, and Crepeau like, looked on as if he got stung by a mosquito. It was that kind of reaction. Crepeau, as part of the set-piece defending, because of the maturity, because of the size, yep. it looked really good. And look good on the offensive end. It didn't provide the goal just yet, but you get the feeling it's going to come. And they got chances. And Crepo was a big part of that third goal. They built out the back. They played forward and then played back to Crepo. And he, was, he told us that he's getting better with his feet and he wants to still work on it. What I loved about him was he, wasn't w he was willing to make that splitting pass down the middle because he said, I got Elias Sanchez. I got Kellen Acosta. I feel safe with the ball at their feet. A lot of people actually told me that. You know, when those two guys have the ball at their feet, I'm not worried about it at all. We know that it's going to move on to its next destination. They're not going to get dispossessed. That was something, to your point, about kind of a revolving door in midfield. People were, it, it was worrying last season. Yeah, you didn't know. We didn't know. We would sit there and say, what's it going to look like? Mm -hmm. And they had to be creative by necessity. Mm -hmm. But it, to kind of touch on your point about Escobar, it was a pragmatic performance. Yeah. It's not something it's we say a lot about LAFC, but it was because Escobar, who, by the way, people are loving him because for not – not just the sole reason, but this is a big one. No quit. Effort, Fights for effort, every ball. Yeah. Ball's about to go to out of play. Runs down to the corner to save that ball, to keep it in play. Also fights team defense. Will double up to help guys win, to swarm. Uh, I, I believe you just sat down with Steve before this to be in, in touch with Steve Trundle, the coach's show he talked about. Check it out. Check it out. A lot of people did check Friday. it out in the week they one. Did. It did very well, so that check it out really again. Fun. This one might be even better than that first Yeah, one. but it won't do as well because Vince isn't on it. Oh, hey. Uh, but I helped produce, I guess. Uh, but Steve said, you know, the counterpress is part of our DNA, and Franco Escobar was a big part of that. But, yeah, going back to being pragmatic, I mean, he, it wasn't so much that he was defense first. He was just smart in the ways that he released to get into the play. And he understood danger ahead of time. And that, for me, defensively, I just I never felt bothered. Even, even in the couple moments where Murray might have got caught on the ball for a hot second. Mamadou got caught on the ball for a hot second. The only worry, I, the only worry really that I had was that they were going to kill Murray. Because yeah. that ball. <laughs> ball off the face. That ball was knee, a magnet uh, to his into face. the knee. Uh, he, looked, he, he was out here in training, though. He looked happy. He was smiley. So it was very good to see. Well, it didn't look like they were going to concede a goal. And LAFC could have scored a couple more goals with some more execution. I know there was the Misofsky, uh one that was denied by William Yarbrough. But there were some breaks that, you know, it could have been a lot more, which would have been – Probably more than they deserve because three three Seto sounds good, but mm -hmm. it wasn't going to get a, a less it wasn't going to get to a lesser margin than that, but could have been a bigger one as well. I, I, I touch about a uh, a theme that we've addressed a fair bit in the veteran 
aspect of this team, and we should say Ryan Hollingshead and Daniil Henry also got into the game as new faces who were brought in in the offseason. John Thornton wanted clearly, we have said this, asked him this directly, he wanted an MLS-laden team, a team that knows this league. He wanted a veteran team. He got that. Even the bench. Uh, guys have been training like Tony Leone, uh, Christian Torres, not on there. And most MLS teams do have this kid who's 17, 18. They're doing that. That's not this LAFC team which is historically one of the youngest teams the last two, three years. And that's fine. There's, it's still a big part of them to being developing players, and that will come, and these guys are training and doing well. But that, we a bunch Leone of gets, dudes... Tony a bunch was of, getting at it today. Tony's, I have high, high hopes for Tony yep. Leone. He looks the part. It's just a numbers game right now. But his time will certainly come. It's just this veteran team with so many options in so many places is very reassuring. Well, Steve has said it makes his job hard. I think he said in that, that post-game press conference, he can pick two or three different teams, and that's going to be the hardest thing for him is to figure that out. But he also said on the flip side of that last week was the teams kind of pick themselves. The way these guys play in training, and that's, that's something that we've stressed a lot. I know last season, especially, uh, as a lot of people got frustrated, we were like, but you guys aren't here. You know, you need to see the training. The teams are being picked by the players. Who, who is it that said, oh, I think I'm, I'm going to give credit to Adrian Heath, which I normally don't. But I think he, he's the one that said, Players, that was players hard for you to do, the, huh? Yeah, players pick the starting 11. They're the ones that take themselves in and out of matches by the way they train and the way they play. And that did it. And we, I, should, I, I should fix this because Sifu and Mamadou Fall are young players that are holdovers that are going to get that opportunity. Fall still a teenager. So there is that, that, that young Balance. player that could do that. But they're benefiting so much, more than anyone you'd have to think. Yeah. Like having these guys around them, extra coaches, extra voices. Yeah, the stable platform, yeah. The, the feeling that you can go out and express, express yourself. That's still going to be a hallmark of the way LAFC plays is we're still going to take some risks. Like I said, it was pragmatic, but not like not to the extent that they just sat deep, knocked the ball around and didn't take risks. They're still going to take some risks. But for those young guys to know that the consistency of a veteran is right there behind you to back you up, it's one of the things that uh, a coach told me once is at some point someone's going to make a mistake and your teammate's going to have to pick you up. And you're going to have to be willing to make that mistake because you know your teammate was, will be there to pick you up. It's an important part of this team. Sure is. It's getting a little roasty out here. It is getting hot but I'm out enjoying here. it. I think it's the conversation. It's heating up. Uh, let, we'll get to Carlos Vela now. Obviously, it is the it's story. His birthday. It's his birthday. 33 years young. He went through the tunnel. <laughs> they put him through the, the tunnel good. of pain, good. Uh, which is good to see. And it looked like he was smiling. I mean, have you seen him happier? Not he looked really happy. It's been a tough two years. I even go to MLS's back when he wasn't able to participate and how that was uh, it was coming up time and time again. And then the injuries right up when they got back in 2021. And 2022, interruption after interruption. It's a big problem. And we don't know what the future holds, but it's off to a great start. It was interesting because 110 Football did something about who has the worst hair. And Maxime Crapo <laughs> said it was Vela because it's all out of whack, but he's fixed it now that he's cut it and it looks really good. And it did look good. Everything looked good on him. Do you know what my first thought was when I heard Max do that? Was no one would dare say Vela before. And I kind of commend him for being like, you know, it was yeah. Carlos. Yeah, it was Carlos. So everyone said something like Latif. I go, no, he went, he went right for the top. Yeah. Hat trick. Uh, he's, he, he had a hat trick against the Colorado Rapids in the final game of the famous 2019 season. He does it here at the beginning of 2022. Gets it via penalty for the first. A beautiful ball laid in by Sifu. He's holed off Lala Zabubakar, we touched on. And then a, a third goal that the Rapids, uh, I don't know what they were thinking. They said, well, what do you got? Yeah. I know you scored two. What, oh, there it is. There's the hat trick. Three different goals. I don't want to underscore the penalty because it is a big, 
deal because Chicho, who wasn't on the field at the time, took the penalties last season because he was injured, but he I was very like effective. Have, and if you haven't taken them in a while, yeah. there's that little bit more pressure. And I, I wonder what this game looks like if he doesn't tuck that away. Very different. But he I did. Believe, I believe very different. And he I did, agree. Like a captain does. Tucked that away. Three incredible goals. He looked fit. He looked uh, vibrant. There was a spring in his step in the celebrations where he's jumping in the air doing the little Spider-Man. I think it was Spider-Man. Yeah, no, he does that because his, his son, Romeo, loves yeah, Spider-Man. Loves Spider-Man. Who right. doesn't love Spider-Man? That's true. Spider-Man I think we should is my make, favorite. That's my go-to superhero. We should make a Spider-Man movie twice a year I think cast everybody in it. You say, you say that jokingly. But they will. I just want to be. I want to be one of the villains. Maybe if Who it gets if it gets thousands. Of, oh, uh, Joker. <laughs> are you are you doing this for fun? Or are you are you messing with me? Really? Well, I would be like to be the Joker. The Joker is not in that universe. The, the Batman. DC. We were just talking about Spider. Did you? Did I say Spider Man? Sorry, I thought I said Batman. Yeah, that's why I got that look. I meant uh, I don't know this Spider Man uh, Octopus. Uh, Octo. Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus. No, I'm gonna be the Joker. I'm gonna stick with my first one. You know, you know, it's a it's a killer crossover. I don't think the character is uh, is a Cuban man from Miami, but Sandman. By the way, a Cuban you have a look of a Sandman. I feel. Uh, was it uh, uh, Cesar Romero? Was it? He was a Cuban, and he played the first Stop Joker. Stop trying backwards. to bring it back to Joker. <laughs> okay, let's get back on the rails here. I just so, love that you. I could, you went. You I don't know about anything Spider-Man. about superheroes. I don't you went know. Off to okay. DC and then go. Wait. Well, what were we talking about? Batman. You. Uh, I don't know anything about superheroes. Best podcast. Honest. This is the best podcast of the year. Number two. We were doing we're, really we, well. We are in mid-season form. <laughs> Carlos Vela looked great in every sense of it, and I think, I think at the top of the list. Is. Let's go with the Spider-Man. I would say, uh, was it the Rhino? The Rhino. Rhino. Okay. Is that good, a good, one? good. He hasn't I'm made an appearance you know in a movie. He has. Paul Giamatti played him. Oh. Just quickly. Great. Not a great rhino. Okay, I said everything about Carlos Vela. Top of the list. He looked we're happy. Be, yes. He looked happy. We're going to be talking much, much more about him. It, like, like a lot of people have said, it was every which way that he can score a goal, penalty, uh, running in behind, holding Both a guy, feet. showing how strong he is. That's, that's the thing about Carlos, man. It, there's something about him that people are always like, yeah, he doesn't have that much pace. When you hit him, he almost gets faster with the ball at his feet, and he's so hard to dislodge from that ball. And then... Steve's told you in the, in the interview you just did, it's like a free throw for him for that third goal. And he had some looks in preseason, and they were waiting for it to happen. They're probably more glad that it happened in a match that matters than preseason, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we waited for this. We were worried. We had that breakout in that last preseason game, but it was, it was a bit of a grind. And, and we all tell people it's preseason. It's preseason. In the big picture, it doesn't mean anything. But Vela, I would say that Vela, Rodriguez – uh, and Chicho, and it was Mahala who started this game, but all four of them got some minutes together, and it showed. And uh, Chicho, we expect to start on when Sunday. He, he in, did he carry gave, a knock. He gave a very different look. Uh, his yeah. hold-up play is, is second to none in this league, and I think for a guy like, look, I love Mahala. He's a young weapon, but he's still very young. He still can be a little bit naive in possession. I think bringing Chicho in with the way he holds up play and his passing ability with runners off of him, I think Brian Rodriguez is going to appreciate that just a little bit more uh, than he did in this first game. Because people were saying Brian was quiet, but I thought he was very lively. I mean, he had four shots. Uh, he was trying to do a lot. He just didn't. Brian was good. He just didn't combine as much as you'd like. And I think Chicho is going to be the, the secret ingredient to that. Yeah. People would be upset because Brian had a couple good chances. There was one, this teardrop that Ilya laid down. You'd like to see him finish that. He wants to finish that. 
but he's doing everything right. It's going to come. He was an active participant. I loved how he was involved in all the celebrations, putting the crown onto Carlos Vela. That's an engaged player. Engaged That's a different Brian that we've seen in the last two years. He is going to contribute in many ways, hopefully in goals. But even if it didn't be goals, his contribution was felt uh, in that game on Saturday. Carlos Vela, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to see. We, everyone's going to hold their breath because of the injury history, but he looks like he... Uh, He's answered a lot of questions with regards to his fitness. It's what's well, injury, injury history and then the contract now, which Taylor Twelman had a little bit of news on, saying that they are in active discussions, which is always good. We, we, see, the way it works, and a lot of people don't know this, is sometimes even though a guy's contract is up, doesn't mean they're talking about it. Yeah. And so, so that it, is news. Being in active discussions is, in fact, news. And then him being confident that, you know, possibly it could be an 18 to 24 month extension, it's all good news. And you know Taylor better than I do, but I, I just know from following him. He's not one to just throw that out there just no. to put it out there, especially when he's doing it in the middle of a Galaxy match. So yes. if, he's, if he's putting it out there... He's, Thanks, TT. He's Thanks for popping that in there. And he even popped back on Twitter when I put it out there. He said, well, things could change. And I wrote back to him, look, contract talks are always in that exact moment. You, you report what's in that moment, and it easily could turn on you. Uh, but the fact that he felt confident enough to say that, I, we appreciate that kind of news. We need more of those. Updates. Absolutely. Taylor Twelman uh, is meticulous in his preparation. He has incredible contacts, and he uses them, and that takes a lot of work. So when you see these guys in that analyst chair, it's one thing to call the game, but to be a well-rounded analyst in a, a, the top job in the world, which really is that ESPN position that Taylor holds, he has a relationship with every club. He has many international relationships, and that's why he's such a valuable asset. And when he's, what he says is usually the gospel. So uh, I think we covered it. We're going to get ready to talk to Ilya Sanchez. I want to preview Sunday's game. Bubba Portland? Yeah, because it's big, man. Yeah. Uh, two great jersey rollouts for both these clubs. Hopefully we Might see Might be the them. top two jerseys in the league. Yeah, Go hopefully ahead, we yeah. see the two new ones out there on Sunday. I would think we would because we're going to wear our black jerseys, I would, I would assume, and that, that rose jersey. Would be the, the alternative. Yeah. 7 o'clock local. Game is on FS1 if you can't get out to the park. But as we know, this is going to be the first night game. It's going to be magic. It's a big rivalry. There's a lot of people when you talk to them that put Portland at or near the level of rivalry as the Galaxy. And I'm not one of them. I think the Galaxy is number one. I think most no, people I mean, agree. But uh, I think the Timbers are a clear number two and kind of creeping up yeah. all the time. Well, they just have they have the benefit of proximity, which Portland will never have. Yeah. But the fact that Portland can even get that close with being so far away. They did it immediately, just, year one. Yeah, just goes to show you there's, a, there's some animosity. There's some Look, these, these clubs have divergent philosophies in almost everything that they do. And that breeds for sometimes not good matches, but I think we've, we've gotten some really great matches because they've been matches of consequence. You know, those Open Cup matches have been very important. So I think, yeah, it, it's got to be easy, number two. I know some people are saying Seattle's slipping in there because they just seem to have our number yes. in the playoffs. Uh, but and there's, an, there's a discussion to be had. Galaxy, that, Portland, and then Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe San Jose kind of moves up there because the California connection. But Portland, the end of this 90 game minutes will give us a, a better idea of where this LAFC team is because it's a superior opponent right now because the Rapids, even though they finished in the West, had to go through some changes and had that busy midweek coming in. Portland's coming off a 2-2 result at home against uh, the New England Revolution. Uh, Yimmy Chara and just Tyron, won supporter uh, shield yeah. and uh, broke all the records. So I mean, that's a decent result. That's a good result. And New England pretty loaded and had their re reinforcements as well, like Josie Altador, who came off the bench there. Uh, this is a Timbers team that's going to compete in the West. Yes. They're going to be. They always do. They always do. But I like them. Uh, obviously, Diego Valeri's 
that's going to leave a void. Less likable without Diego Valeri. Yeah, Valeri is one of my favorite players in MLS history. I mean, when I'm talking about top three or four, that's how highly I regard him. He is a gentleman, and he has done so much good to this league. He's going to be missed back at his boyhood club of Lanús. Uh, Sebastian Blanco probably starts this game, came off the bench against New England. You don't know? He's working in fitness a little bit. Well, you may be right. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I think, I just he, I think he he's was... going to see more time. I don't he's know. He's going to see more time. They have the Chadas. Yimmy scored a goal. Diego Manning. Yimmy that scored a, a goal of the year candidate already in game one. New goalkeeper. Uh, goalkeeper is a big question. Aljan Ivacic, Slovenian. It's a big question for them. Yes. Antonello retires. Steve Clark moves on. What, what I'm going to look for in this game is, you know, you think Timbers LAFC and you think of those two very divergent philosophies, but in it, but we'll go back to that pragmatic word. LAFC was a little bit more pragmatic. So Timbers always feasted off the fact that we were going to press. We were going to go all out. We were going to be in their half. And they just sat back and they said, that's fine. We're going to be compact. We're going to have eight, nine guys behind the ball. And we're just going to wait for you to make a mistake and then get it out to our runners and Yimmy Chara, Moreno, Blanco, obviously, Valeri. They, they, they kill you in transition. They kill you on the counterattack. But now with this LAFC team being a little bit more pragmatic and picking their times to press, and maybe actually inviting Portland forward a little bit more to try to find some space. That is going to be the interesting part of this matchup. And that's where, to your point, we're going to learn a lot more about this LAFC team because I think that matchup presents some challenges that I think this club is now, or not now, they were always equipped to figure it out. When they're on their game and they're pressing high, they can beat any team. But I think in the way that they're playing, they, they have some different solutions uh, for figuring out Portland instead of just the blunt, you know, the battering ram that we used to play with. And you want to lean in some of the... Uh, Holdover players here. We talk about all the new players, but the holdovers are going to remember about the thing about the Timbers. They played them three times. It was three times. I mean, I'm sure lost Carlos all Villas three. knows what it's like to be kicked by those guys. Yeah, but lost all three in games that I think LAFC at the end said, we should have won this game. Felt like they should have won. They should have won all three of them, but they lost. And that's all it is. Portland has bragging rights right now. So that, I don't know how that's going to manifest itself, but that's a, an interesting subplot because LAFC doesn't want to be on the losing end of multiple games in a row to Portland against I, I and when when you add the fact that they say we should have won mm-hmm. one may, probably two if not all three of those and if you can start two your two games at home with two victories before you have to go cross country to take on inner Miami it's the best possible start right you want to have that good feeling on that first road trip and then the guys can you know this is almost off topic, but I want to talk about that road trip. I think one of the biggest things that this team did this year that we're going to see the fruits of is the fact that they went out to play in that Indio tournament and they all went away together. Spent four days together, away from the likes of us two guys, away from all the cameras, away hey from guys. everybody. Yeah. Hey, what do we? What, what, what time's the tea time? No, they got to go play golf alone without us, without you and I bugging them. I think that if they can, you know, get on the roll and get get a result and go on their first competitive road trip together, continue to seal that bond. We're going to see the fruits of that down, down the line, and especially with a veteran presence. These vets are really instilling this confidence in this team, saying, look, guys, there's going to be ups and downs this season. It's a long season, but we will stay consistent. We will not get too high. We will not get too low, and I think those moments together are really what are going to be important. Very exciting stuff, and a, a, a good start goes a long way here. And at home, this LAFC team with the – the way they started, they would like to build. This is a team of veteran guys that you would like to go from point A to point B. And there's a lot to work on, and this team uh, certainly looks capable of, of pulling it off. I will say something about the Inter-Miami game. It looks like a lot of folks are going to be traveling from what we hear with Pat Aviles and, and Lopez. I'm planning on being there. I haven't booked Where my ticket. Where should they go? 
Hey, let, yeah, let's, let's see. Max, what time? Tra- Max travel tips. We'll do it again before that game. But what, what do you got for them? Well, you go to a, you get Cuban food. Go to Little Havana. Go to Versailles, and it's very touristy. But you go, or go to Sergio's, which has a few places on Carl Way that you can go. It's inexpensive and memorable. Maybe do a walk around the Fountain Blue Hotel, even if you're not staying there. See if you can sneak a lot of history. The you didn't hear me say that. Yeah. Uh, and then have some beach time. And then have some. Uh, okay, uh, there's a lot of places. You go to Winwood. Gotta have a cafecito. A cafecito. Have a, two cafecitos. Well, what else? What, what, what else? Is it? Do you have to? Do you, you have to get a cubano, or is that? Is you that have a, a sandwich? Out? But I would get the plates. I would go with a. a okay. Uh, ropa vieja or a uh, vaca frita, which basically translates to fried cow, yep. which is what it is. Fine with uh, <laughs> the Cubans are very literal in every sense. Uh, so um, enjoy a good Cuban food. But I will say there's some good Argentine steakhouses. There's great Venezuelan. There's great Peruvian cuisine. So you know, bring your palate. And wear that amazing Art Deco LAFC shirt because it'll fit right in with the Art Deco yes. uh, probably, aesthetic. You'll probably there. get through the velvet ropes on some of the clubs. But be careful. Hope to be down there. Remember, the team plays up closer in Fort Lauderdale until they get their Miami home. But this is a fixture that has been circled. Uh, they played when Miami entered the league a couple years back. Or 2009, was it 2019? 20? It was uh, 2020. Was our 2020. It was the game opening game before everything shut down. After two games, we had Philadelphia. And now it's the first trip to Miami, whichever you want. Everyone wants to go to Miami. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could go. It's not 100%. It's like 85%. I might, I might I'll probably be there. I'm going to stow away in one of your guys' carry-ons. There you go. So a lot on the plate Sunday again. We'll see you out there, Bank of California Stadium, and 7 o'clock on FS1 if you can't make it. Fox Deportes as well. We'll be right back here. We'll be joined by Ilya Sanchez to talk about the game and what he's excited about moving forward. This is Inside LAFC MVP, the Max and Vince podcast. We are back now with MVP Inside LAFC, as we promised, joined now by Ilya Sanchez. I should say MLS Player of the Week, Ilya Sanchez. Congratulations. Do you get a phone call from Don Garber? Do you get like a, uh, a, a something from that? Or they just tell you you're on the, le- the team of the week? Uh, thank you. Um, no, I got the phone call from my brother. Oh. Um, I'm not in social media, so... Good man. Um, he just learned from social media that um, I was named uh, on the team of the week. and yeah. Why no social media? You can see my tweets. They're very funny. My Instagram, funny videos. Like the one that we just talked about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, move along, move along. <laughs> did, it, did it surprise you at all? I'm always curious if, if players feel surprised. I mean, we'll, we'll go more into the role that you play, but did it surprise you at all? When you don't expect something, I mean, um, you don't stop and think about if that surprised me or not. It's just mm-hmm. um, people talk about it and... Uh, something that you don't look for, you don't train for, and um, definitely don't spec. So mm-hmm. I cannot say I was surprised, but at the same time, it's something that I don't uh, look for. So. Well, Team of the Week is something that fans like to go in on because there seems to be no rhyme or reason sometimes. You have, like, two defenders. You have, like, five forwards, but they're all playing midfield. Like, it just it, – it's hard. I get it. It's hard to put it together. But f- – let me say something. What I, what I want to say about this, and I already mentioned to a couple people in the locker room, is that for a player, like in my position and with my characteristics, um, we always try to do the same job on the field, the same work, and try to be uh, consistent. And what I realized 
in just one week in LAFC, official week, is that my job and my work on the field, here it can get more rewarded on the outside. That's ah. because we're a team that more people follow. Uh, we were on national TV, I guess. Yes. Uh, so uh, we are on the spot. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why I was named also on the team of the week. That's not why you well, were named on. I'll tell you why you were well, named. Well, no, but this is why it was so good, because that's exactly yes. where I was going to go. Because <laughs> a lot of times, you know, if you don't have a goal or assist, you're not in the team of the week. So I was going to actually give them credit for picking up on your performance because of your, your characteristics. Like you had, uh, I mean, I'll say it, you probably won't, but you had pretty close to a flawless game. The stats, you were first in about nine categories with passes, uh, connected passes, uh, balls into the final third, all of that across the league, first, first, first. So that's why you got it. Maybe that's why, <laughs> but I try to do my job. I think that uh, we had a good game overall, uh, a lot of room to improve. Mm -hmm. But as I said, I think that um, also being part of this great team, big team, um, makes the difference. Can you dive in a little bit more to the, to the characteristics of your game? Because I think a lot of people are starting to learn about you and the way you play. I think. What's great about our fans is they love, love LAFC. But the fact that you didn't play on LAFC last year is they probably don't know as much about you because they're not following the other teams the way that they're following LAFC. So they got to see you this week, and I think one of the great comments I got from people was, man, when Ilya or Kellen have the ball, I feel so safe. But could you describe how, how you, you, your profile is, what your characteristics are? Well, that's good because that tells me that people here understand the game, and it's not just, or they don't just go to the stadium to see goals and assists, which is the final product, but uh, also they uh, enjoy and they realize and understand uh, what we try to do and how we try to do it, uh, why we try to do it on the field. So um, my job to make, uh, to make it short, it's to uh, try to give balance um, to the team uh, my position on the field is in between offense and defense, so uh, I try to stay connected and make uh, the team uh, compact. So even when we have the ball, try to give some rhythm, um, not hold the ball too much time on my feet, just be a kind of a point of emergency for my teammates to move the ball around and then when we don't have it exactly the same but filling those holes that uh, people in front of me have to leave uh, to be able to have a good press uh, on top that's that's a great explanation and did you feel that rhythm because rhythm is rhythm it takes a while it's like everything football music whatever eventually did you feel that starting to fall into place well it's not easy when it's the first game of the season a 12.30 p.m. game um, in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes to get to that rhythm, you need chemistry between each other. You need a uh, feel that it's uh, fast, uh, wet. Um, but also, um, I think that the first 15, 20 minutes, uh, we lacked uh, some rhythm. But after that, after uh, Carlos scored the first goal and we were able to find more players in between the lines. Uh, that rhythm appeared and, and, and kept growing. So, um, yeah, happy because of the point of what we are at the season, but uh, 
definitely much more to improve in that aspect. How was it for you to finally get to play on the good side of the uh, black and gold and of the 3252? Almost every single guy that came through media day that, that hadn't gotten to play yet for LAFC, that was their number one thing that they were looking forward to. So how, did, how was it for you this first time? Well, it was exactly uh, how I expected. Uh, my feelings um, were very high getting into the game, warming up in front of them, uh, seeing the people ready 45 minutes before the game. Um, that's a plus for us. And um, it also tells me and my teammates that um, this is serious. Um, I think that we had a good start in the first half uh, exactly because of that, because of the people oh. that support the team since the first minute and that uh, turn us on uh, into the game. Uh, uh, we, we, we had a good feeling that the midfield, and certainly in week one, was going to be Ilie, Acosta, and Sifu. We got to see that uh, and had a lot of positives. Obviously, we talked about uh, the accolades that you got and Kellen playing so well on the left side and Sifu getting a couple assists. What was the preparation just between you three, knowing that you were going to play, how to make it as comfortable, as well-oiled of a machine as possible? Just those three players. Well, the preparation, I think it comes from day one in preseason. Um, then Kellen joined the team. Uh, Thifu also joined the team um, a few these days later. But um, it's not about game day or week of the first game. It comes from four or five weeks of preseason. Um, also, especially in Palm Springs, where we were able to um, get together more, uh, get more time together uh, on and off the field. Um, and still, we have much more to improve. Uh, the chemistry uh, will um, come, uh, not just with Thifu, Acosta, but with Latif, Pancho, Danny, Carlos, if he plays on the midfield, anyone that can rotate in those spots. Um, I think that it just needs time and um, pretty happy with the beginning. Good start. But a good start, yeah, yeah, exactly. Good start. But um, yeah, um, satisfied with uh, where we are uh, so far. That's why I like talking to Ilya, because he has a, a level-headed perspective. And I think that's one of the reasons why John Thornton wanted to bring in a, a player like yourself, like Kellen, a, a lot of veteran presence, because you guys see it for what it is, right? It was just the first game. So what are, what are some of those things that you're looking forward to taking that next step? Because as a starting point, like you said, great starting point, but there's more for you to do. One thing that we did right uh, Saturday, it was that we knew how Colorado could hurt us, and we didn't let that happen. Um, one thing that Carlos uh, mentioned going into the game right before we, we stepped on the field, it was that if they beat us, it has to be because they are better than us. We won't let them do that. We won't provide any opportunity, uh, silly opportunity for them uh, to take advantage. So I think that that mentality, especially in the first games, you're going to see it uh, on the next games. But hopefully, um, and we started today with uh, video meeting, uh, we can improve uh, the mistakes that we did on and off the ball. Certainly defensively did a good job. I, to me, when I watched you play, and you mentioned uh, the, specifically the position you play, and it's about getting rhythm. It's, you always have to be close 
to whoever has the ball, by and large. Uh, hitting some short balls. You had those nice long balls on the top, too. Uh, how important is it to have the ability to make how many passes? Like five-yard pass, 10-yard pass, 20 in the air on the ground. You really need to have a knowledge of when to hit those balls and uh, how to hit those balls. Honestly, the key are the runners. Um, pretty much any player at this level can make those passes. Uh, it's, it's you have to identify it too when you see that. Okay. The coordination yep. between. I you think you're being a little modest. No, no, no. <laughs> I really believe that. I know what you mean. I don't, the runners uh, make the pass look good and um, make the action uh, worth. Um, when you have players that can come to the feet to ask the ball on the feet, um, but then they know that the defender are gonna follow them. Uh, and immediately they can turn back and run into the space. For the midfielders, that's a blessing. Um, it just takes technique and coordination with your teammates, and that's why um, we're going to see more and more uh, coming uh, in the next games. You a golfer at all? You like I golf? golf? Do you like golf? I've tried. Uh -huh. I would love to play golf. Uh, I really enjoy watching the good technique, the mm -hmm. good swing, but I don't. Because I, I, it's I've good ones from Spain, you know, well, Jean Rav, Sevi, and yeah. I feel like what Max is getting at is your, y with your feet, it's kind of like a, a golf bag where you I have different lofts and, Chips. and it's very similar. Drive. Yeah. Um, and that's where I was saying you were being modest because I don't think every player can do the things you do where you hit different <laughs> types of balls. But I, to his point also about the runners seeing out. the runners and that that makes a difference because it's got to be it's like a it's like a tango. But it's a good example, using golf as this kind of uh, long balls mm -hmm. where it's pure technique, I guess. It's yeah. just how you hit the ball and also how fast you can hit it with uh, precision. So, How do you celebrate after a win? What, what, what is your go-to? I mean, it's a new, new town for you, so it might be a little bit different, but what, what is the normal protocol for you? I enjoy uh, seeing my family, my friends, all the teammates' stuff. That's the first good meal. Nice dinner. Please. What's that? Some, <laughs> well, yeah, some well, mariscos? What was it? Uh, any protein, <laughs> rice, uh, pasta, mariscos. Uh, we can get pretty much anything after the game because the body needs it. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, other than that, you know, just I usually watch the game. Um, after oh, the game. Yeah. Immediately, immediately after not celebrating that's not a, a way to celebrate mm -hmm. I guess but uh, I try to watch the game if not the same day the day after uh, and then wait for the coach and then his staff to um, see what they think by the way, I know some people might hear that chainsaw. It's not the team preparing for Portland on the weekend, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't hurt, right? It gets you thinking about the Timbers. Just in case. Just in case. You play a very important position. Whether you want, That's me saying it. Uh, you could say something different, but to me, the most important positions, the top of the list, the number six is right at there. Uh, Pancho Ginella is a young player learning it, and I know obviously you have some time with him, but what would you, if there's a young player, teenager, who wants to learn that position, what advice would you give him? Well, let me say first that um, one of the reasons I'm here, it's because when I've played against LAFC, their players uh, were um, very challenging to our midfielders in sporting. Uh, we believed that we had 
one of the strongest midfields in MLS and that being the strongest also part of our team would get us closer to win. Um, but with LAFC, we always been challenging and Pancho was one of those players making it challenge, uh, very challenged. So um, being here with him, uh, as long as with, with the other players, uh, make me also learn from them. Um, so I kind of can't tell you what to say to them or to <laughs> other players. Just watch him. Just watch him. Than, uh, we like to be around the ball. Yeah. We like to touch the ball as much as we can, not hold it, but give it that rhythm that we mentioned yeah. before. Um, and I personally feel really bad when I miss the ball, when I lose the ball, uh, because I guess it's how they teach me. Um, but it makes me feel very responsible, and I don't like at all um, losing balls in the middle that, of the field. But also at that position, they say that's you have to maintain the ball 90, 95% of the time. Feeling bad yeah. about it, it's what will get you to, to keeping the ball away. those 90, 95%. That's great time. advice, Ilya. So. See, that's yeah, great advice. <laughs> Two great nuggets there. Close to the ball, don't give it away. And I think if you get the chance, you know, not a lot of young players have this chance, but if you do have video, being able to watch yourself right after the game and be critical of your own performances so that when the coach does video, you have your own kind of notes to compare. I think that's probably the best way to... Because I think something we didn't even touch on was just your, your reading of the game. The times that you shifted over and maybe stopped the attack with not, without even having to tackle. I think that was another big big part of your game that, that really... We don't get a lot of Team of the Week guys that, that that's the way they play. But I, again, I'm glad that they, they saw that in your game because there was a few times where... I saw you make those 20, 25 yard sprints where it was just like, get there, slow it down, get your teammates around the ball, and then we can, we can move from there. Well, that also comes from um, directions of our staff. Uh, we really work on how to delay the game, how to cover ground, and um, of course, if you can have as many players on your team closer to you and uh, closing spaces down to the other, uh, to the opponent, uh, that's going to help um, to do your job. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think we covered it. All. I think we covered it. I'll just ask one quick question. Is there something that, you, that really stood out about the game day experience playing here in this city at that stadium? Was there something you said, I didn't expect or I really enjoyed that? Let me see. Uh, the thing at the end, the celebration, mm -hmm. never experienced before. Uh, and the LA, different yes, yes. of what uh, I experienced in other teams, but uh, I really like that uh, we can celebrate together um, because at the end of the day, we all are here because we want to win mm -hmm. for them. Uh, it wouldn't make sense um, to uh, work as hard as we do uh, if we cannot uh, celebrate at the end. So that was good part of, of um, Saturday's game and hopefully we can repeat it next yeah. Sunday but at night so. <laughs> more fun. that's night good night's more fun celebration exactly yes it and can be even better it's all for you you can see how important it is for the supporters uh, and how much it means to the players and what a special place this is Ilya great to chat with you uh, best of luck on Sunday against the Timbers we'll talk soon thank you all right and make, <laughs> you can learn a few things as well 
Inside LFC, Max and Vids podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, share, and we'll be back next week with a full recap of Portland and previewing Inter Miami. Without a chainsaw. Without the chainsaw. Oof. <laughs>